0: This is the 2448 Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Matt Broom, your friendly firefighting financial planner, and this is the 2448 Podcast. This show focuses on improving your finances, your side hustles, and moving the fire service forward through honest discussion. Let's get going. Good morning, noon or night, and welcome to the 2448 podcast. It is Paycheck Friday, so we are making ends meet. Uh, I know we took a, a show off this past Tuesday, really just because I forgot to edit an episode. My bad. Sorry about that. We'll be back to our normal scheduled Tuesday episodes this coming Tuesday. We've got some great episodes coming up. I recorded an episode with Dr. Sarah Janke today. That was a fantastic conversation. Did one the other day. Uh, with my brother Jordan Weldon. I uh, did one the other day with a gentleman named Gordon Graham from Lexipole. Some really great shows coming up, so stay tuned for those. i got a lot more planned as well. But today I want to talk about something that nobody really wants to talk about. And that's what's going to happen when you die. Specifically what happens if you suffer an untimely death. What happens to your family financially? They're obviously going to be grieving emotionally. Uh, They're going to have a huge hole in their heart. Is that hurt going to be amplified by financial strain? Or are you going to leave them better uh, off afterwards than what they were before? That's not a topic that we really like to think about often. What happens to our families after we die? but it's something that you need to think about because it can be easily insured against. And I think life insurance is a conversation that many of us put off, well, sometimes indefinitely, but, uh, but much longer than what we need to put it off for. And it's something that honestly is so cheap that there's no need to put it off, to ensure the well-being of your family, in the event you suffered an untimely death, is well worth the 30 to $50 that you're going to spend on a level term life insurance policy. So that's what I want to talk about today, life insurance. What kinds you should be looking at getting, how much you should be thinking about, and who needs it. So that's the question. Do you or do you not need life insurance? Well, there's a very simple rule of thumb to determine whether you need life insurance. If someone depends on you, economically, financially, you need life insurance. If your income is crucial to the well-being of your household, you need to have insurance on your life, probably above and beyond what your employer offers or just to get outside of your employer in case you change jobs, probably just a policy outside of there. And when you think about does someone depend on you economically, that doesn't mean somebody who just, that doesn't mean uh, just the spouse working. Uh, Quite often, you know, firefighters can work 48 to support their household or work at the fire department and then have a side gig and you just have one spouse working the firefighter then quite often the other spouse stays home with the kids well what happens if the non-working spouse were to pass away are you going to be able to continue working as much as you were probably not are you gonna to have to dedicate more time to childcare and pay for somebody to definitely be there for your children on the days that you are at the fire station? Yeah. So the working spouse also depends economically on the non-working spouse. So this doesn't mean just, you know, earning an income is not the qualifier for whether or not life insurance is necessary. If the household is economically dependent in some form or fashion, whether that's through childcare Or the income that you're earning at the job that individual needs to have a life insurance policy so basically the life insurance is there to insure against an economic loss that is its job and hopefully you never your family never needs it because well that means you're gone but if you were to leave this earth in an untimely fashion, it certainly helps me sleep better at night knowing that my wife and my future son, who's going to be here any day now, is going to be well taken care of. And for $32 a month, that peace of mind makes me feel very good. So now that we've established who needs life insurance, which is almost Probably anybody who listens to this podcast. How much do you need? Now that varies. Uh, there's there the rule of thumb is anywhere from ten to twelve times your current in, income. So if you're a firefighter making you know fifty thousand dollars a year, a half million dollar policy is probably about the the minimum that you need. And I would put that on top of probably anything that you get from your department as well. I know the department that I work for, we get three times our salary. So that would be a hundred and fifty thousand dollar policy. And then you also have the five hundred thousand dollar policy outside of the department. So you'd have a total of six hundred and fifty. And that's right at that ten to twelve, you know, it's at the, the 12x high end of the range there, slightly higher. But that's about right. But that depends because you know if, uh, if you're in a, a two-income household and you your house is paid off and your children are grown and out of the house and you have substantial assets, well at that point you're basically self-insured. You know if you have enough money to where you were to pass away, your spouse would be well taken care of by the income generated off the investment portfolio, at that point you're basically self-insured. so you don't need that life insurance policy. But if you're thirty years old with a wife or husband and a couple of kids at home, young children, you're talking about having a mortgage, having future college expenses, replacing your income if the you know if the spouse is going to have to step back from work a little bit to take care of the kids or pay for more child care. So you're having to generate an income off of this um, this death benefit that the spouse would receive. Well, also maybe paying off the mortgage, maybe setting aside a certain amount of money for college expenses. And there's all sorts of fantastic calculators out there to calculate this. So just, you know, rule of thumb off the top of the head, how much life insurance? 10 to 12 times. That kind of gets you in the ballpark. Now, if you want to get more specific, you could go to a uh, website like NerdWallet, uh, which I'm on right now. They have a life insurance calculator right here. How much life insurance do i need it's got a bunch of drop down boxes it tells you exactly you know all the the quantifiable areas that could add up to leading a certain amount of life insurance the first question they ask: does anyone depend on you financially like we started out with that is the qualifier does is there going to be an economic loss if you were to pass away that's what the life insurance is for so if the answer is yes well then you need life insurance and now we start getting into the, the all the quantifiable things that we need to replace. How much income? How many years would your family actually need to replace that income? How much debt do you have? How much money do you want to provide for your children's education? Uh, how much is your funeral going to cost? Hopefully you've got some money set aside for something like that anyways, and like an emergency fund and cash funds. Uh, but these are the types of things that you're going to have to look at when you start figuring out how much life insurance you truly need. And then once you figure out how much you really need, which like I said, you could probably just type in uh, term life insurance calculator in Google and you're going to get thousands of hits with quality calculators. I'm on the NerdWallet site right now. I will link to this page. It's got a quality calculator. with a. It's actually got a term life insurance. Uh, how much does life insurance cost? Uh, a little quote estimate from Policy Genius on here as well, which gives you an idea of what uh, the policy would actually cost. And I think a half million dollar, you know, 30 year term policy for somebody that was in good health was somewhere in the range of $40-ish. That is cheap. Why would you not do that? That's a no brainer. That takes care of your family when you're gone. If you were to pass away for $40 a month, that's peace of mind that you really cannot pass up. So now that you've calculated the you know economic loss of this, well then you got to go out and actually shop the market for a policy, and that's actually uh, the quite easy part. Uh, when when I was getting life insurance, I was uh, I had quit using tobacco. I, I, had, I had it was actually one of the drivers behind me quitting tobacco was that I. Was going to get life insurance, and I ran the rates for myself, and the difference between like over the 30-year you know term, it was like twenty thousand dollar difference between a tobacco user and a non-tobacco user. And if there's anything that I can stress to you when you're doing these types of applications, is don't bullshit about your health history. If insurance companies can find a reason to not pay out there's a good chance they might. So if you're lying about your tobacco history and whether you use tobacco or not, that's not going to bode well if you were to die from jaw cancer and you've been chewing tobacco the whole time, but you told the life insurance company, nah man, I don't do that. That'll end up being an issue. But you've got to realize that if you're going to take those uh, riskier behaviors, you're going to have to pay for them when you get the insurance. So when I first started shopping the market for insurance, I saw the price difference and I was like, holy shit, I have got to stop quitting. Or I've, got to, I've got to quit. That's it. I, I've got to quit. And I didn't quit immediately, but shortly thereafter, I quit cold turkey and I haven't gone back. And goddamn, what a great decision that was. But a year later, I applied for insurance. I went to Xander Insurance, as recommended by Dave Ramsey. And they they shop the market for you. You put in all your information and they will get you in contact with an insurance provider. And they'll give you all the quotes and you kind of get to select from there. And they come out and they will draw your blood. I think you gotta do a piss test. They ask you all sorts of questions, take all your vital signs. It's a very in-depth kind of health assessment. They wanna make sure that you are an insurable individual. But when I got done with all that, I I didn't even, you know, I consider myself a fairly uh, fit person. Since I was only a year out from being a tobacco user, I did not qualify for the premium pricing. I was kind of at the second tier level there. And I think if I remember correctly, it's, it's five years tobacco free before you can qualify for that premium level pricing. So hopefully I'll still be in good enough shape at the five-year mark to reevaluate my insurance needs and hopefully qualify for the premium pricing, so we'll see. But for a half-million-dollar policy, I'm paying like $32 a month. Come on, man. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. Don't put your family at risk over $32 a month. That's truly nothing. It's a drop in the bucket when you're talking about the well-being of your family for years to come. If something terrible was to happen... And you not be there to provide for them. So that's who needs life insurance. Almost everybody, not everybody, but if you're married with children, young children, if you have a mortgage, if you're married with a mortgage, you know, you're you're probably gonna need a a level term life insurance policy. And that's what I suggest you look into. Now there's all sorts of different insurance policies out there. And if you go to an insurance agent, there's a good chance they're gonna try to sell you on something like a whole life policy or a universal life policy. Wrapped up inside of those are investments. They sell you the whole life insurance policy as an investment, it's insurance and investment. Just for example's sake, uh, I think I looked this up earlier. The whole life insurance policies, I think they might average, I don't know, on the high end maybe three or four percent on average returns every year. And for the same half million dollar policy, you'll probably end up paying five hundred a month versus fifty a month maybe for the term insurance. If you took the difference, if you bought the term policy at fifty dollars a month and then invested the other four hundred and fifty dollars into an you know an IRA or your your workplace retirement plan or or anything along that nat- or along those lines or even just a discount, you know, a a brokerage account or a discount brokerage account. Uh discount brokerage house rather you're probably going to end up earning a much higher return and be able to do whatever the hell you want with that money and it's not gonna be wrapped up inside of a whole life insurance policy. So ensure your insurable risk, and then invest outside of that. Investments and insurance don't need to be tied together. Now, there are some kind of more complex areas where a whole life insurance policy may make sense. There's things called irrevocable life insurance trusts, which come down to paying estate taxes for large estates. The vast majority of us will never have to worry about that. Sometimes in business succession planning, they can use whole life insurance policies to pay out and buy out a, uh, a business owner's um, stake in a business if they were to pass away and have the other partners buy out using these whole life insurance policies. So there's things like that where the whole life insurance policy could make sense. But for just everyday people like you and I, insuring against the economic loss that our family would face if we were to die is most easily accomplished by using a level term life insurance policy. And they are very cheap, so that works out well. But you also have to take into account that it is a term policy, which means you have to plan for the future when that policy lapses and goes away. So If you're 30 years old and you get a 30-year term policy well 30 years from now that policy is not going to be there anymore so at 60 you are not going to have that policy so the idea is that by age 60 you have your house paid off you have a large nest egg within your investment accounts and you no longer have an insurable risk because you've lived your life in a manner to where you have plenty of investable assets you do not have any debt and if you were to pass away at that point your spouse is not facing a severe economic loss. So plan for the future so that the once the term life insurance policy lapses, there is no more insurable risk left. And with that being said, just if you, know, if you don't have life insurance and you feel like some of this is speaking to you, if you're a firefighter with a, a wife and kids at home or a husband and kids at home, and you're hearing this and you're thinking like, wow, I know I've got some life insurance through my employer. Is that enough? If you're asking yourself, is that enough? Do some research. Go, you know, click on the link that I'm going to put in here linking to this NerdWallet calculator. See how much you really need. Think about it. What is your, you know, your income times 10 to 12? Do you have that much insurance? Because at a bare minimum, that's probably what you need. And then if you're talking about you know, uh, paying for your children's college and paying off mortgages and things of that nature, it's probably going to be even more than that. And for the cost, it's most likely well worth it, well worth the peace of mind for certain. So go to the trusty dusty Google, type in how much life insurance do I need? Or uh, go to Xander Insurance and fill out their life insurance quote form or I, I'm not familiar with policy genius but I'm looking at this how much does life insurance cost um, calculator here on this nerd wallet uh, blog post and you know maybe go check out policy genius I'm not familiar with them but they may that might be a quality place to to get some resources when it comes to obtaining a life insurance policy so take some time research it take care of your family you know, if your family's using this, you're going to be dead and gone. Like I said at the beginning, of this there's going to be a huge hole in their heart. They're going to be emotionally a wreck. They don't need to be a financial wreck as well. Give them a gift in the in your afterlife. That's that's what it ends up being. It, it turns into the last good deed that you were able to do for your family it was being responsible enough to purchase a term life insurance policy that made sure that they are economically taken care of long after you were gone. And I know that's something that none of us want to think about. What happens to our families after we're gone? What happens if, you know, i got to go to work tomorrow morning? What happens if I run off the side of the road and leave my wife and unborn child behind? well it's not going to be pretty but money's not going to be a problem and I made sure of that and you should too Thanks for listening to the 2448 podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share the show however and wherever you see fit. If you have any suggestions, questions, or if you're interested in coming on as a podcast guest, please go to the Facebook page. There's a Google form pinned at the top. Fill it out, and I look forward to hearing from y'all. I hope you enjoyed the music. They are some friends of mine that make up the band All the Locals, and they were generous enough to let me use their music for the show. So check them out. They flippin' rock. But until next time, y'all stay safe. Cheers.